you've got to ask yourself the honest questions because I think asking yourself the honest questions reveals your intention, where your actions come from. The intention that your actions come from is more important than the action itself. Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation with me, your host, Nikki Cross. With over 18 years experience in developing people, I'm here to support your personal development to help you achieve your goals, get shit done and truly thrive first in life and in business. Think of this podcast as your weekly investment in yourself to help you gain more clarity on what matters, guide you through the tough stuff, leaving you feeling empowered and reassured that you're totally not alone. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to the Innerware Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today I want to talk to you about a mistake that I've recently made in my business. So without context, let's just jump straight in. If you are listening to this and you are an old colleague of mine or someone who knew me from when I didn't have my own business, be prepared to hear another version of me today. And I say this to set the context, set the um the scene for this episode, because straight up, I remember sitting when I had a job, when I when I didn't have my own business, I remember sitting with my colleagues and explaining that I was more prepared to hold back and not make progress towards something than I was to make a mistake. And that is because I used to be petrified of failure, like as in to the point that I would stay stuck. And therefore, I know that I I know this episode is going to serve those of you who you get so afraid of failure and judgment from other people that you you stay stuck and you stay in this position and you can almost feel the confusion of but I don't know what to do when actually or I don't know what I want when actually deep down it may well be that you do know what to do and you do know what you want or you at least know the next step but you're too afraid to take it that was me and further to that if I'm completely honest and this is the part that I'm not very proud of but I'm going to share it anyway is what I used to do was get so scared of doing something wrong or making a mistake that I would stay stuck. And then further to that, I had this habit of laying the blame for my stuckness elsewhere outside of myself. So I would literally blame anything and everything from how harsh my boss was to the lack of time that I had to the recession, (laughs) you name it, it got the blame. And I, further to that, I believed my own shit too. I really, really believed it. And this would tie me in knots because I actually believed the reason I was so scared of failure was out of my control. And I laid the power of all of these external things around me that I was blaming. But like I said on a recent coaching call to one of my one-to-one clients, it's very convenient for us to be blocked or confused or stuck. It's convenient because we don't have to deal with our own shit. We can just keep the reason for our lack of progress firmly outside of ourselves and therefore we stay stuck and uncomfortably safe. I'm going to say that again for a dramatic effect, uncomfortably safe. And what do I mean uncomfortably safe? I mean that you are safe in that you don't have to suffer the discomfort of failure and judgment from other people, but you're uncomfortably safe because you don't actually want to be where you are. It's tricky. (laughs) It's really tricky. And for me, I was a home for this uncomfortably safe feeling until I couldn't keep it as my lodger anymore. This this was the point in my life where I 
quit my job and stepped into the uncomfortable world of being a business owner and everything that went with it. You know, and I give you this background because quite frankly, I'm a little bit fed up of hearing variants of, well, it's okay for you. You just feel the fear and do it anyway. Like I can't relate to it. I want you to know, I feel fear. And at times, as much as I work so hard on myself to not still come from a place of fear, I am. I'm still driven by fear. I still make decisions from fear. And right there is the context for this episode, because the mistake that I have made has come from fear. So let me get into it. The mean, what, what I wanted to do before I actually entered into this episode is actually look up online the meaning of a mistake. And what I found online was the actual meaning of a mistake, let me read it, is an act or judgment that is misguided or wrong. The An act or judgment that is misguided or wrong. And that is totally, totally true because my decision was misguided and therefore wrong. It was misguided because of fear. It was misguided because of fear. Now, the mistake itself, to be honest, I could leave it out of the episode because it's irrelevant. Everything that I'm about to say could apply to any mistake. Um, so when I tell you what mine was, please just take it as an example of, but it, but it, but it's an example of something that could be substituted with another mistake of mine or a mistake of your own, perhaps one that you can personally relate more to because what I'm going to say, what I'm going to explain my mistake was, don't allow that to put you off because you can't relate to it because it's not a mistake that you would have in your life or in your business. It's very specific to me and in my business, but I want to explain it to you because I think it gives a really good context for um, me to explain all of my feelings and what happened around this mistake. The mistake that I made was not trusting myself on the business decision to keep my group container, the Thrive First Method, evergreen. So for those of you who've been around for a little while, you will know that I've had a group container thrive together from February 2021. And I closed the doors to it in around May 2022 so that I could build the Thrive First Method out and then relaunch it in September 2022, which is where we are now. And what it basically means when when you make the decision from going evergreen to open closed doors, it just simply means that Instead of keeping the doors open all the time, which is evergreen, so people can join whenever they want, I changed it to the doors being open and closed within a certain time frame, right? And there was logical reason for this, like I've explained on previous episodes. The Thrive First Method runs on a quarterly schedule. So the first sort of trigger um, workshop to that quarterly schedule is a workshop called Connect to Yourself. And Connect to Yourself kicks the quarter off because that is the workshop where you really, really ground into what makes you thrive. And that is the, that keep going to say episode, that is the workshop where people really truly discover how usually how disconnected they are to what brings them joy, to what makes them thrive in life and in business. And that session, that workshop helps them to discover what makes them thrive again so that they can take that information and use it when they're setting goals in the monthly goal setting zoom out session and when they're practicing plan do review every single week. So that's how it works. Quarterly, connect to yourself. Monthly, zoom out goal set. Weekly, plan plan do review. It all ties in so beautifully together. But to be honest, and I am being really, really honest because 
all of what I'm telling you has come out of my own reflection, my own journaling around what's happened and the whole taking it from evergreen to open and closed doors or yeah, open and closed doors. This is what happened is just a symptom of a bigger problem, to be honest, that I have had for my whole career. And that is trying to put myself, my creations, everything that I do into a nice little box because the box is what I think will be accepted or more acceptable, more understood by those around me. And I'm slowly and very painfully (laughs) realizing that neither me or my work or to be honest, anything I do fits into a nice little box. It's not normal. My decisions aren't normal. The path I walk isn't normal. And while that sounds great to say, very empowering and very, you know, um, liberated, it's fucking petrifying to live out and sometimes can lead me to grabbing onto a box to fit inside or designing a box for uncomfortable safety. And that's exactly what I did. Instead of finding a creative way to keep the doors open at all times, which I'll explain in a minute why the the whole open close thing, it just does not work for me. Instead of doing that, I built a nice little neat little box, a normal acceptable box. And I squished my round peg of the Thrive First method into a very square hole, which was open and closed doors. And very, very quickly, as soon as I relaunched it in September, I felt, could feel it didn't fit. And it was only after it was done that I really realized this. And during the launch, I already felt sadness. I already felt grief. I already felt frustration and anger with myself over the decision that I'd made, knowing that people had a certain time frame to feel into whether they wanted to sign up to the Thrive First Method or not. Giving people the time pressure of joining didn't feel right. Knowing that there were people that might find my work while the doors are closed and therefore can't access it didn't feel right. And the rigidity of this quarterly schedule didn't feel right. None of it felt right. (laughs) But I had invested not only my time, my energy, my resources into this launch, but I'd also paid for someone, shout out to Charlotte Goss, you are incredible, for Charlotte to help me with this launch, to help me design it in such a way whereby it all happened very, um, very street, very streamlined, right? So she helped me create the back end of the system so that when someone signed up within a certain time frame, everything happened as it should. And I paid for that, right? So here's the thing. Anyway, I'll talk about that in a little minute. I actually thought to myself, when I was launching and when I was feeling the frustration of, oh, I don't like this open close thing, I actually thought to myself, is it that the open close isn't right? Or is it that just that I've never done this before and therefore I'm experiencing discomfort because it's new, I'm scared because it's a new skill for me? And basically, I ignored myself. I thought that all of the discomfort was coming from this place of, well, this is all just new, so I'm just being, this is just the discomfort. You know that conscious competence quadrant that I've explained in previous episodes. So um, if you Google conscious competence, you'll find conscious competence quadrant, you will find this and it's like, it goes from you're unconsciously incompetent. So you don't know what you don't know. Then you discover, oh, I don't, I know, I now realize I don't know anything about this. Like when you are little and you're learning 
about riding a bike when you're little in a pram you don't know that you can't like you can't ride a bike because you've never considered it before but then when you get a bit older and someone says hey do you want to go on a bike you quickly realize you do not know how to ride a bike and then you start learning and you become what's known as consciously competent so you can sort of do it but you have to think really really hard about it and you make lots of mistakes and errors and then you become unconsciously competent which basically means you do it you get from A to B on the bike, you haven't even thought about it because it's that natural to you. So I actually thought when I was in this launch, is it just that I'm consciously incompetent at this? Like, Is that what this discomfort is? Just because I've never done an open closed thing before and the discomfort is coming from it being new and I ignored myself. And the impact of this wasn't just to my business in terms of um, obviously well, obvious, like (laughs) giving people a set time frame where they can join the Thrive First Method, but it was also financial implications and it was also personal implications. Like I said before, I paid to get support in setting up the launch in this way. And now (laughs) I'll either have to pay to get support to change it and make it evergreen again, or do it myself, which is going to cost me time, which is essentially money where I could be spending my time elsewhere in my business. But also from a personal perspective, it has meant that I have felt incongruent with myself for weeks, frustrated with myself. And if I'm honest, a little bit angry and a little bit sad that that's costly. And it's costly because instead of really feeling this, I what I've done instead is push those feelings away without giving them the chance to to tell me what's really going on. And that has cost me time. It's cost me more than time. It's cost me a bit of trust with myself that I'm now going to be working really hard to build back. Because the thing is, when we talk about trust, first come the first thing that springs to mind with trust is you think about the trust you have in relationships with other people and the trust they have with yourself. Or maybe if you are a business owner like me, you are continually trying to build trust with your clients and your audience so that they understand where your services are coming from and all of those things. But, and that's all true. You know, that's all true for all of us. Just, but just like in relationships with other people, we also have a relationship with ourselves and it is the most important one of all. And we treat it like it's not. Each day making small votes of mistrust with ourselves through the white lies that we tell ourselves and the times that we're pushing our own feelings aside or gaslighting ourselves, all of these micro, um, I don't know, what's the word? Like micro mistrusts (laughs) and small votes of building distrust with yourself when you are the person where the relationship that you have with yourself in terms of trust, you are the one it matters with most. And with the one person you truly cannot lie to is yourself. So all of that, those those things have been the cost to my mistake. And, you know, I'm going to share a, a, recently a, friend, a really close friend of mine was texting me. She'd seen I was going to share this episode. I think I posted about it on LinkedIn. And I want to share her wisdom because she texted me and she said, I'm responding to your Instagram story on the episode that you're going to do about mistakes. And I want to share it because I think her wisdom serves us all. She says, A, no one probably thought that the mis- whatever the mistake it was, Nikki, no one probably thought it was as big or as bad as you did. B, probably no one was horrible about it. And C, the person most critical about the mistake was probably you. And then she went on to say, we get so wrapped up in what we think we did wrong 
And are people really noticing or really asked in the way that we are? Probably not. And she says, I have no context, so I could be I could be wrong, but thinking about all the times I've made mistakes and I thought it was the end of the world and everyone is just like, and then she does the, you know, the the emoji, the dunno emoji, where it's like the little emoji with the arms in the air, like dunno, like that. How right is she? Because I can look back on this mistake and you might be listening to this episode now thinking, I didn't even know that you were doing that in your business, Nick. I didn't even know that it was open closed. No one even knew. <laughs> but to me, it was a huge deal. And to me, the fact that I've made this mistake and I now have to go back and rectify it is a big deal. But how right is she? You know, I can look back. The beginning of this episode where I told myself, where I told you about that version of myself, the version of me that was petrified of making mistakes, absolutely petrified of making mistakes. And I can see that the old version of me thought that not only was everyone watching and waiting for a mistake to be made, but also keeping score. And spoiler alert, they are not. And if they are watching and waiting for you to make a mistake and keeping score, my advice would be walk in the opposite direction as quickly as you fucking can. (laughs) Because the thing is, if I look back over the last two and a bit years of having my own business, the number one thing that I can genuinely hand on heart see it is the approach that has seen me make the most progress in my business is doing things imperfectly and in public. Launching this podcast, launching this podcast and going through those messy moments where it's been shit or my listen count has gone down or pivoting in public, um, starting my group container on a tiny, tiny budget and building it on my own website, making the workload complex and much heavier than it needed to be or having full-on cringe moments where I've said or done something and I know that people are going to be looking and being like oh my god that's cringe all of these things that have happened I could go on but I can honestly tell you within the moments where I've chosen to be brave and risk failure and rejection they have been uncomfortable in the moment but have served not only my business success but my inner growth and clarity around how I serve exponentially yeah so Anyway, going back to the mistake, when I got out of my sulky way, so at first when I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I am now going to have to go and rectify that. And I was angry and I was frustrated and I did have a little bit of a sulk for the evening (laughs) and I visited the sad swamp. I actually realized that there were creative solutions to my problem, the open close thing. And further to that, when I spoke to the amazing Charlotte Goss, who supported me in creating the um, back end for the Thrive First method, she was like, oh yeah, that solution that, you're, that you've come up with sounds great and it'll be a really easy fix. And it made me think, well, why didn't I just do that to begin with? And it goes back to fear was making me try and wrap it up in this little box, this little normal box. Um, and that's what it drove me to do. But when actually I realized that's not the right way, it's not the right thing for my business, it actually made me realize that there were creative solutions to the problem that I could have chosen right at the beginning. And so I want to wrap this episode up by letting you know that although this mistake has been costly for me in myself, but also in my business, because now I've got to go back and rectify it, something very beautiful has come out of that mistake. And honestly, I can hand on on heart, (laughs) hand on heart say, Every time I've made a mistake in life, in business, if I look for it, there is always gold in the lessons that are richer than the cost of the mistake. But you've got to look for it. 
you've got to be aware of it. And this time, what came out of the mistake being made was taking a bit of a step back. And it, all of this, actually, what I'm about to tell you, came to me on a drive um, down the motorway in my car where I was thinking, well, how can I, I'm going to have more and more decisions to make as I progress in my business that aren't clear, that decisions that are new, that it's uncharted territory. I've never been there before. And I want to have almost like, it's really easy to say, I want to have the answers. And, you know, it's really easy to be like, I just don't want to make mistakes like that anymore. When actually what we need is a set of guiding values, I feel for me, I'm not saying you need that for you. I'm saying I need it for me. A set of guiding values where it doesn't really matter if I make a mistake. It doesn't really matter if I get the decision or the choice wrong. It's just a set of values that I am guided by while I am in the uncertainty, while I am navigating choices or situations that I maybe have never been in before. And anyway, what came out of this was I realized when I dug deep and really thought about um, my values in my business. And I'd love to end the episode by sharing them with you because as soon as I got home, I wrote them down. And I realized that when I dug deep and I really thought about why I like the idea of my services being evergreen and why the whole open close thing didn't work for me, it was because fundamentally it goes against my values. It goes against the reason it felt restrictive and icky for me was because it went against my values. I didn't like the way it felt. I didn't like that I was messaging people saying, oh, just a reminder, if you want to sign up, you have to do it now. Otherwise you're going to miss the, the opportunity. Just didn't fit. I'm not saying it's wrong, by the way. I'm not saying it doesn't work beautifully and it can't be executed elegantly without this sort of um, scarcity, sort of um, urgency driven stuff. I'm not saying that it's a wrong thing to do. I'm saying it doesn't fit with me. And it made me realize what really matters in my business and my values, which actually fall into a lovely little acronym of GAGA, <laughs> which is just an easy way for me to remember them. And they are generosity, acceptance, growth, and authenticity. And I want to explain them before I wrap up the episode. So I got home and this is what I've written down. Generosity, because I believe that in life and in business, it serves both me and others for me to be generous. Generous with my time, my compassion and my love. Because being generous has actually been the compass of building stronger boundaries as well. Because to be generous requires me to be boundaried with myself and with others. And I'll give you an example. When I first launched the business... I used to have people in my DMs on Instagram shaming me for not giving them guidance through my inbox. And I actually had one pair, I remember one conversation and this lady said to me, well, if you really want to help people, you wouldn't be so bothered about giving free guidance over messages without charging people. And what I realize now is that I really want to give, really want to give, like I really, really, really want to be generous with my giving and helping people. But it doesn't serve me to give direct coaching to one person in my DMs who is emotionally blackmailing me to do so, by the way. But instead, it serves me and others to build a profitable business so that I can give my time to this podcast, which serves so many people. And I know that because you message me and tell me it serves me to build a profitable business so that I can create scholarships 
for my group programs for people who simply wouldn't be able to access them. Otherwise, it serves me to build a profitable business and be able to be generous with my time, which might look like charitable work. It might look like going into schools and universities and giving speeches and workshops for free. So generosity, I've realized, is a guiding pillar for me. A, acceptance. Acceptance really, for me, is about not fighting my reality. And I was a real bugger for this. I would spend so much of my time luxuriating and indulging in the sad swamp. And I would, at time, I would tell anyone and everyone who would listen to my woeful situation, whatever the situation was. But now I realize that I can feel my emotions about something. And like this mistake that I've, I've talked about all episode, and I can feel sad and I can feel angry and frustrated, but I can also use acceptance to help me move through it accepting you're not always going to get it right, accepting you're a human who's going to fuck up and learn on their way, accepting that others are actually just really wanting to support you on your journey as much as you are there to support them. And then growth and, oh God, growth. (laughs) Doesn't growth sound lovely when you say it? Oh, growth. But it's the one we resist so much. We want the rain, we don't want to get wet. Growth sounds good, but for me, Growth being a guiding value reminds me about the thing I said earlier. It is uncomfortable, but so is staying in the discomfort of your safety that that also doesn't please you. Growth, Growth requires us to be honest with ourselves and with others. It requires us to sometimes move in directions or paths that we've never walked before or maybe no one has ever walked before, which is scary. It can be really, really scary. Growth, it requires us to accept love from others, support from others. It requires us to recognize our wins. It requires us to let go. And none of these things are easy. It sounds great. (laughs) It's not easy to do. And then lastly, authenticity. The last A is authenticity. Now I struggle. It sounds like, like that sounds really, um, really great and noble, doesn't it? As a value, as a guiding value, authenticity. How many times have you seen that in a business's value, values? But I struggle with this one as much as you guys who connect me on this podcast say, oh, I love this podcast because of the authenticity. I honestly can personally still see ways that I am still being inauthentic and it's due to fear. And this is exactly why it's one of my values because I I don't nail authenticity. I am guided by it. I am guided by it. It's ambitious to be authentically you. It means that you have to care more about your inner truth than you care about what others might think. And that that doesn't mean that you don't care about what others think. It just means that you have to care more about your honesty about who you are when no one's watching than you do about people potentially rejecting you or not liking you. And that's hard. And it means that you have to be honest with yourself in times when it'd be easier to lie or brush it under the carpet. It means that you have to be aware of yourself when no one is really looking and ask the difficult, difficult questions like, but why are you really doing that? Really? Like, why are you posting that today, Nikki? Is it because, um, you can see other people are posting things on social media and you're not and you're afraid to get left behind? You've got to ask yourself the honest questions because I I think asking yourself the honest questions reveals your intention and where 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 your actions come from, the intention that your actions come from is more important than the action itself. And it's 
to me, authenticity is about radical honesty. And honestly, I don't always manage this. A great example was the other day, I took a selfie on the loo. Um, <laughs> and you literally couldn't see anything. You could literally see my shoulders up, but you could tell I was on the loo. Like, <laughs> you couldn't see anything, but you knew I was on the loo. And it was simply saying, it was before um, the quarterly connect to yourself session. And it was simply saying, I still get really nervous. I still get really nervous at just as I'm about to deliver a workshop. And I didn't post it to my stories because to be honest, if I'm really honest, a, I didn't think it would fit with my Instagram branding. What a crock of shit. B, in some way, it would reveal to the world that I actually went to the loo. Again, what a crock of shit, as if you guys don't actually think that I go to the loo. <laughs> and C, in some way, someone somewhere would be like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that she's posted something so very personal. This is not authenticity, right? And don't get me wrong. Please don't get me wrong here. It would be authenticity if I didn't post it because I didn't want to. That's authenticity. Authenticity is doing something because you choose not to do it. But that wasn't the reason that I didn't post that. The reason I didn't post that is because I was scared of what people would think. So do you see my values, discovering them, firming them up, they've been the gift of this lesson. <laughs> And they've solidified through this business mistake. And what a wonderful thing to come out of this situation. And I question, without this mistake, would that have happened? I do not know, maybe not. But that has, to me, that that's where, well, that's where I want to wrap the episode up. The conclusion that, yeah, mistakes, especially those that feel big and feel public, right? They can feel costly and they might actually be costly in my situation this time actually financially costly but sometimes you need the lesson much much more than what the lesson cost you i'm going to say that again sometimes you needed the lesson much much more than what the lesson cost you so with that please go ahead and make mistakes and learn from those mistakes and give yourself if you can the time the space and the criticism judgment free zone to reflect on your mistakes and take the lessons because you can't take the lessons if you just sat there bopping yourself over the head with the criticism stick. You can't. It's hard, right? And for those of you who do practice the Thrive First Method, you've got an opportunity to do this every single week. In that wrap-up, in that weekly reflection that I send to you, this is the gold, guys. This is the gold where you can look back over the things that you did, you didn't do, the things that you did in a half-assed way. And you can look back without judgment, without criticism and re truly reflect, truly take the lessons. That's what I want for you. And even if you're not part of the Thrive First Method, just you listening to this episode today hopefully has given you a few tools to be able to drop the judgment, drop the criticism on yourself and to be able to develop the skill of looking back, reflecting, taking the lessons to then move forward. So with that, please, please never forget, I am always, always cheering you on. And I really do hope that you are cheering you on too. Thank you for being here with me today all the way to the end. My goal is to get this podcast into the ear holes of everyone who would benefit from hearing it. So I have a request for you. 
please could you share this episode by clicking the share link and sending it to a friend, a colleague, and for bonus points, leave me a review on iTunes or tag me over on Instagram. If you want to contact me, the best place to find me is over on Instagram, or you can just mail me direct on contact at tlb.org.uk. All the links are in the show notes. So until the next episode, have an intentional day. I am cheering you on.